BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If it doesn't work, you're just not using enough. You're listening to Software Radio, special operations military news, and straight talk with the guys in the community. Hey, what's going on? This is Rad, a host of Soft Rep Radio, and I have a really fun show today. We're going to be talking to two veterans who have transitioned their lives into podcasts like myself. But first, I got to mention our merch store. I know you guys have been supporting us. We've been seeing some stickers and whatnot around being tagged on Instagram. Please keep supporting the merch store. You know, it's what keeps the gas on, the lights on, the sunglasses on. And also, we have a book club. If you notice, we've been interviewing a lot of authors. A lot of those books are in our book club, and that's softrep.com forward slash book hyphen club. You already know it. You've already been listening. Now let's just get right into it. I've got Israel and Cameron with Pop Culture Field Manual Podcast. Now, Israel is former Green Beret or maybe active. He'll, he'll, he'll answer that. And then Cameron is a former United States Army Ranger. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Thank you for having Rad. us, man. We appreciate it, Rad. We are pumped to be here, my dude. And man. it is going to be a good one. Yes, it is. We were just sitting here chatting pre-show and I was like, you got all sorts of cool things in the background you've got like this shield back here with the lightning bowl is that yeah, what, what is that tell me what that is so i got my custom neon sign i wish that it was is... made by like a veteran company but not so legit china dude china. but uh this is actually the uh the de- designated unit insignia of the 75th ranger regiment so i got that all done up and i got yeah me and israel were on youtube together for a channel called shift fire and then we got my tambourine, got my CIBE, I'd be just all my all my accolades and 
cool things oh, yeah. that make great. me seem legit, you know? Yes. I mean, I bought them all off eBay anyway, so I'm just trying to be as authentic as possible. You know, what do you uh, think about that? You can really get everything off of there, right? I oh, mean, man. like, uh, I mean, Telling when it comes you. to combat gear, LBT's on there. You got, yeah, like, no, it's, it's, everything's on there. Spiritus. It's ridiculous the amount of access we have to, like, I mean, I love it just because, obviously, I'm a big gear guy, so it's cool that, you know, anybody can get anything, but it seems like in today's day and age, like, they take that concept and they run with it. And for some reason, everyone who does stolen valor, everybody who does stolen valor s- says they're rangers. So it's uh, it must be <laughs> must be something in the water, man. There's a lot of rangers, right? Is that right? Not many Green Berets, you think? Actually, my dad always said. My dad always said it was easy to get away as a captain or a second lieutenant than it was a major. Yeah. So That's it's actually really interesting uh, because. Green Berets, there's actually a lot more Green Berets than there are Rangers. I mean, there's a big misconception that if you went to Ranger school, you're a Ranger. If you're in the 75th Ranger Regiment, you're, mm-hmm. you're you know. So it's if you're in the 75th Ranger Regiment, you're considered a Ranger. So if you just went to Ranger school, you're Ranger qualified. But if mm-hmm. you're not in the Regiment, you're not considered an actual Ranger. But uh, yeah, there was, I think, 3,600 active Rangers when I was in. And that was 2015 to the end of 2018. And then there's close to like 19 or 20K active Green Berets and reserve as well in there because there are no reserve Rangers. So we are a tiny little, uh, tiny little club, man. Yeah. Right. And you guys, I, some people may not realize it, but you're a tier one unit versus anything else because of the capacity of money that comes to you is tier one, whereas like SF's tier two, right? So we have, just like SF, we have a tier one asset and that's called RRC, so Ranger Reconnaissance Company. Mm-hmm. And they're about on the same cusp as uh, if you push over to the Navy and see like Dev Grew, SEAL Team 6, and then obviously our Army Brothers, Delta Force with Special Forces. But as just a 75th Ranger Regiment, we're actually tier two. So we have the same funding, we have the same pretty much uh, assets from SOCOM and JSOC and all that allocated to us as Green Beret. So Green Berets, Navy SEALs, you know, PJs, uh, Rangers, we're all on the same. Yeah, TACPs as well yeah. in the Air Force. Yeah, we're all on the same level. And then each unit has their own tier one that you can go through or just laterally go to different. So I'm just a tier two guy, man. Tier two till I die. <laughs> just a tier two guy. Yeah, so, so Israel, did you go through Ranger school to go SF or did you just go 18 X-ray in as boot camp? How did you decide that? Uh, I had an interesting entry because I joined in 2005 mm-hmm. and I actually had a Ranger or a- actually an option 40 contract when I went in. And then halfway through basic training, I met some guys who were reclassing and going into the qualification course, special force qualification course. And I was like, my recruiter didn't do a very good job of explaining what a green beret was and what it did. <laughs> yeah. And so Ranger, I wanted to do something that was like out there in the field, out in the front lines kind of stuff. And so he, I was like, Ranger, that sounds like a lot of fun. And then when I, uh, when those guys came and reclassed and they talked about what it was and then a green beret recruiter came and talked about what SF did. I was like, that sounds like a lot of fun. That sounds like more fun. And so I had my contract changed to an 18 X-ray. So mm-hmm. right out of basic and after airborne school, went over to uh, Fort Bragg, and then we got to do the prep courses, selection, prep course, and then on into the pipeline after that. And you, yeah. you just went footstep after footstep after footstep after footstep with your head down, and you just kept on your same cycle, right? You didn't have to go through anything. You just you made it through. God chose you. Yes, yes, he did. Yes, by God's grace alone, because, uh, you know, I would say that I went in with a – I was pretty, I'm a pretty athletic guy. That's always been a strength of mine. But uh, there were some challenges in the Q course. So, yes, it was definitely by God's grace that I was able to make it through. And then I went over to first group. Would you share a difficulty that you experienced? Maybe one of our listeners might be getting ready to go through the Q and 
you can say, hey, you know, I struggled with my own mental sanity on this part. Yeah. My biggest challenge when it came to the military was was self-confidence. And that self-confidence can lead you to doubt the choices that you make when you're in the middle of like, say, in selection, you have team week, everybody gets a chance to be a team leader. And I really struggled with that. I struggled with making decisions. One of the best pieces of advice I ever got in the military was never be afraid to make a decision because mm-hmm. you can always course correct, but it's hard to course correct when you're just out of in, not in motion. You know what I mean? So get moving, make a decision, and then you can always adjust afterwards. So it there. And then also during Robin Sage, there were a few moments where I really, I lost my presence of mind because I, I kind of got into that panic mode and I was just like survival mode. And, and then I made some mistakes, you know, thankfully I got to, like I say, course correct after yes. that, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. Self-confidence. It's uh you got to learn at some point to trust yourself beyond whatever fear, whatever insecurities, Never be afraid to make a decision, you know. Now, Cameron, when you went through RIP, what about you? Was there something that, you know, you really just was like this? I'm out, man. But you didn't get out. It just was like you just had to keep going. What was it like snakes in the on the plane? What? Yeah, no, no totally, man. Uh, you know, every selection is extremely hard, right? Every, I feel like nobody's gone through a selection and has thought in their mind like, wow, I really like this. This is super easy. <laughs> yeah. But it's designed to be hard because the job itself is an extremely difficult job. And But, you know, for me personally, Cole Range, and I, you know, you talk to any ranger that went through RIP back in the day or RASP, what I went through, you know, Cole Range is kind of that weed you out second week, five days, just getting the absolute crap beat out of you and, you know, getting starved, shivering in the cold, and they light a giant bonfire in the corner, and they're like, if you quit, you can stand next to it. And so everybody's looking at the bonfire, and all the quitters are, like, getting warm, and you're just like, crap! Like, this sucks. But uh, for me, I, yeah, cold range was definitely difficult, just because, you know, you have a mix of mental strength, physical strength, and then emotional strength, too. Because physical, obviously, everybody knows you're doing physical tasks. And then mental strength, as far as land navigation, Izzy's uh, point being confident in your decisions, you know, making sure you're doing the military navigation correct, you know, all your land navigation, you're basically putting your training into effect. And then obviously emotional being surrounded by, you know, dudes quitting all the time, missing home, you know, the weather is terrible. Was your land nav more lens static compass focused and like, you know, yeah. you know, it was and map oh, versus any type yeah. of GPS fancy yeah, no, dancy. No, there's yeah. no GPS allowed. Yeah. It's all basic level one skill task. Here's a map, here's a compass, a mm-hmm. map markers, protractor, go Pro tra- find yeah. your point. So you would recommend yeah. to somebody who's thinking about going in, maybe both of yeah. you, get comfortable with a uh, lens static yeah. compass, a protractor and yeah. marking maps. Right. And just like Absolutely. learning how to go to waypoints. Finding your pace count. Yeah. Pace yeah, count. How right. To read a map. Learn how to read those major terrain marks and stuff. That was yeah. the best thing that that was the best tidbit that I got at land nav uh, in in selection or the pre courses. Um, yeah, finding yeah, yeah, brother. The ridges, ridge yeah. line, hills, saddle, spurs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. All right there you here, go, man. Yeah, right there you go, man. And yeah. finding the super Walmart, finding that yeah. big <laughs> terrain feature that you can orient yourself to. You know, small towns. The biggest thing they got is the super Walmart. Everybody knows where the super Walmart yeah. is. So that was the tidbit that I got. You find that big thing, and you're like, well, if that thing is here on the map, and I'm the, and it's to my right, then uh-huh. I gotta, uh-huh. you know going to make myself orient myself to that. So that was really helpful. Yeah. That really helped me yeah. a lot. Yeah. I was land navigation. Land nav at the beginning. Yeah, land navigation was my favorite thing to do too. Uh, <laughs> See, so you may not know, I do huge war games out here in the Utah oh, deserts. Nice. So we got like 500 uh, acres 
And so when I show you the fist, it's because we've done these types of little like sure. sand table trainings for our teams. Like, hey, guys, here's the yeah. mountain right in front of us. Let's look at our fist together. And look, yeah. here's the ridges and here's how everything goes. Right. Yeah. And so you got a bunch of airsofters who are collectively using this. Amazing. These simple, basic tactics that I learned <laughs> from going to the bathroom back in the day in my yeah. dad's CMF field manual of yeah. how to be a Green Beret. I'd sit there as a sure. little kid and he had a ranger book, too, but. He wasn't yeah. Ranger, but he had a Ranger little flip book. Yeah, everybody, everybody, everybody had the Ranger, Ranger handbook. handbook. It, <laughs> is, <laughs> it is the military it. equivalent to the Survival Bible. means all yep. these different acronyms yeah. within the S, the U, the R, the I, yeah. the V, the A, the L, you know. So yeah. here's a little 10-year-old Aaron just like, oh, what's it, that's what's dad learning today, you know? Or yeah. So so we bring that to our airsoft teams out here. And funny enough, guys who get out, guys who are like yourselves that are looking for shoulder-to-shoulder camaraderie in a sportsman-like environment where they can kind of get that brotherhood or that sisterhood back together and put some gear on and you know you can run your ops core you can run your you know yeah, j arm you can all that kind of stuff and go hunt us while we hunt you and then at the yeah. end everybody's like what's up that was that was great right i'll see no, you next it's an Saturday. amazing time yeah, yeah it is no i actually uh no i'm very familiar with milsom i, I was cadreing from uh, are you familiar with milsom west sure sure bit? great yeah, guys so yeah so i cadre a couple events for them and i actually really enjoyed doing it myself i was a big airsofter before i even joined the military Right. Uh, Hence the ops core, bro. That's why you knew. You see, today's airsofter is the tomorrow's use. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's why I encourage, man. Airsoft is, in my mind, the best way to get out and see if your crap actually works. I mean, really? Yeah. Yeah. People spend thousands of dollars on like all this kit and then they never wear it and they don't adjust it right. And they're like, oh, this should or it's expensive, so it must work. But then you go out and if you never test it, you run to a you lot may not of even need it. You just need to paracord yeah, yeah, yeah. some duct tape, bro. Sure. Yeah. You know, no. yeah, guys come into my shop and like, I need to look like Robocop tomorrow for the game. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> Robocop it is. I'm all zzz, 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 yeah. putting in their bolts and everything. You know, okay, have a nice day. They come out, they're like, I can't really move up the mountain. I'm like, yeah. but you wanted Robocop, dude. You wanted look yeah. you don't want movability. You don't want like, you know, uh, you know, function yeah (laughs) yeah exactly like an lbv on come on yeah (laughs) something that moves (laughs) with you now so so we're talking a little pop culture here because i'm talking airsoft that's very pop culture in this today and age i I brought up my own command film manual of how to learn to be green beret from my dad's closet right but here you guys mixing it together a pop culture field manual exactly exactly yeah no we it's go for it is yeah yeah tell us israel Oh yeah, man. Uh, it's uh, it's been great. Cameron and I actually we met doing uh, gameology spec ops react videos, so video game reaction videos, and then a little while after that, a buddy of ours approached us about starting a podcast, trying to meet the two, like pop culture and military. Mm-hmm. So we bring our experience and our perspective as military guys to bear on any number of subjects that are out there in pop culture and it's it's yeah it's been a lot of fun man we've been doing it for what about three years we're into season three or so yeah two and a half three years long and fun road the best you you know i I, i'm pretty sure i've seen you react to some videos cameron i'm pretty sure i've seen you do it right is that is that right yeah me and izzy do them together and they're they've been out there for a long time and some of them have gotten great traction like the cut the game the company we worked for gameology is a video Mm -hmm. game media company and they have you know 
over 2 million subscribers on YouTube and they push that stuff out. So as you were scro- uh, deaf scrolling on Facebook at 12 o'clock at night one yeah, night, really. you know, we probably popped up and you're just like, who are these two idiots? Yeah, and really? Then, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm just like, yeah. okay, yeah. what are they doing? Yeah. Pop, okay. Yeah. Talking about, video. okay. That's everybody's got a niche. I'm cool with it. It's like, yeah. you know, if we can all just have a conversation like this in society where we're just having a back and forth, no matter what sure. we think on the inside of like politics or, you know, mm. where America should be, we should have, conversations like this yeah mm. absolutely man no i i think uh, airsoft milsim any kind of pop culture a uh, pop culture field manual or this podcast all good for the culture i would mm-hmm. say because a lot of comments that cameron and i have gotten in the comment section have been like you know i never saw military men quite like you guys you guys are very different but you seem really relatable and yet you're from kind of elite military units right. and so there's a relatability and uh kind of a uh, i don't know a uh an attraction, I guess. Yeah. Common oh, yeah, connection, well, sure. yeah. A rapport, you know, that comes yeah. from people, young guys, young guys and girls seeing us and having a perception of the military that maybe was a, a little bit different or l- maybe a little more hardcore. Maybe it's like the Jockos and like uh, the David Goggins that they've seen. They're like, oh, that's a military guy. But then Cameron and I come along and we're kind of jokesters and more lighthearted. And mm-hmm. they see that too. And I think that's important for the culture. Like, wait, wait, are they talking about Call of Duty or are they talking about PUBG? Are they talking about yeah. like the actual weaponry moving in Battlefield 4? Is he talking about getting out and touching all four corners of the vehicle? Does that happen in real life? Does he really use a blowtorch? Is that <laughs> yeah. happening right now? Does he decor? Is that Semtex? What? Do you guys yeah. really use Semtex? Right? It's like, holy cow, someone can actually approach you and hit you up. And you, I bet you reply to your comments on YouTubes and on your social medias we try oh, to yeah man. oh yeah For we sure. try to keep up man <laughs> yeah it's a lot of work man social media and that's like a whole ass job right no it's crazy tell me about it i'm now yeah. i'm hanging by a thread on threads are you guys yeah, right. on there yet <laughs> yeah. threads? i need to hire someone man. have you not yeah, gone on man. threads yet oh no, man i, I never been on see threads. it moves so quickly man i can't keep up so Evolution. i got invited through instagram to activate my thread account the day they launched and then i guess they brought 70 million subscribers most downloaded yeah. The other day, maybe five, six days ago, but like CBS News has joined and all these other outlets are joining. I believe that you can just get verified for a blue check. There's not really a fee, but don't quote me on that. It'll probably become a fee now that I said it. But uh, (laughs) don't put it out there, man. Yeah, yeah. It's too many subscriptions anyways. But the threads, you can share your your post on threads with a title and then you can share it to Instagram, Facebook. So yeah. I've noticed a change in like social media keep up. Like I used to be able to share from one media outlet to all these others, but now they're kind of like blocking each other off, mm-hmm, especially yeah. with Zuck and Musk going at it right now. Yeah. So now you used to be able to share to Twitter from Instagram. That no longer is a thing. It. Yeah. Ah. No, they're two separate entities. They're two the separate meta. entities. Yeah. Now you yeah. got threads with Instagram, which yeah. is going to compete against Twitter. Twitter. And uh, anybody listening right now, uh, it's rad rocking on threads. I just want to yeah. see if it works. <laughs> Okay. All right. All yeah, right. There you go. I'm gonna go start my account right now. Well, what's crazy is there's a lot of people out there that do have the check marks and they only have like four or five followers growing. Like Jack Black was replying to everybody, like, follow me, I'll follow yeah. you, follow me, I'll follow you. And I see how they're doing it. And I'm like, okay, follow me, I'll follow you. And that kind of got up to about two hundred followers in about a minute. And then it's just kind of tapered off. So here I am. It's not. Yeah, here I am. (laughs) You know, the craziest story I ever heard, like back in the day when you had to grind to like get any sort of popularity, Dane Cook allegedly, when when he was coming in, before he became like the most popular comedian of like the late 2000s, Mm -hmm. uh, he would get on MySpace. And, you know, if you're a young guy, 
something called MySpace is out yeah. there. Tom. Yeah. Man, <laughs> yeah, top Tom. eight, baby. Yeah, it was part top of my top eight. five. Yeah, top <laughs> five, top eight. But uh, yeah, you could get on MySpace and literally respond and message to every single person that would that's comment right. on his stuff. And that's how he gained that rapport. So it's a, yeah, social media is a grind. He but made his money to too. Have, yeah. Dane Cook made his money from uh, learning how to just book the venue himself. Yeah. He's he like, did how everything much himself. Yeah. Yep. He's like, how much does it cost? So like $400,000. He's like, well, okay, here we go. And he put everything yeah. into it and it, <laughs> yeah. it brought back like 7 million. Yeah. Man. But That's he already knew wild, that. Man. That's why he yeah, went he, in on it. He already yeah, just knew. Grinded. Yeah. Exactly. So, just, risk versus reward. You got to be willing feel, to take risk. Well, well Izzy, it, it, I, I'm going to call you Izzy because I hear him calling you Izzy. Is that it's cool? a, my, not even my family calls me Israel, so you're in the right you're okay. you're in the right crowd. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, good. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code Champion One Fifty. Then place a five dollar wager on any sport. You'll receive one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the King of Sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now, Izzy, you're airborne, okay? Yep. Here you are, static line, getting ready to shuffle out. Did you ever have a mishap happen on the way down or get tangled up or anything like Rambo cutting away? Uh, no, nothing like that. I had a really good experience with my airborne. I actually got to go, got to go to Halo School as well when I was in group, so I got to actually do the you know military free fall with the big old you know the oxygen mask and the ruck in between your legs square jumping out. Yeah, square parachute. Yeah, the hardest thing I ever had was uh, twisted lines. And, you know, you got to grab behind you and kick out of it. You know, and spin out. You know, and that I had quite a few twists, and so that took me took me a couple seconds on the way down, but it, it popped open. So, no, I've never had any weird What about you? Yeah, what about you? You're airborne. You're ranger. Yeah. What about you? No, I've had some really close calls that I thought oh. it was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've had about two, you know. they. One of them was I realized, at, you know, when you do something terrible, you learn lessons from everything, right? So, like, after it was a CH-47 jump, which is, for the uh, the Chinooks, for the helicopter with the two yeah, rotors, two, that two rotors, exactly. Yes. Yeah, we call it the War Chariot, my favorite aircraft of all time. 
yeah, we had one of those jumps, and those jumps are the best jumps because you just ramp blast right off the back. And it's, you know, you don't get blasted by wind when you're jumping out of, you know, C-130 or C-17 off the side. It's just off the back, and you just free fall down. Um, it was that, but for some reason, it was supposed to be the best jump ever, and it was my first time doing it. But it, when I jumped out, it was just super rough environment. Like, there's a lot of wind, and I just started oscillating super hard. And oscillating's where, you know, the parachute's static, but you're just going left and right and left, like a pendulum on the end mm-hmm. of a string. And, you know, right as I was about to hit the ground, I'm like at the peak, at the highest point of my oscillation. So as I'm coming down, that's when I land. So the force of me hitting the ground and coming down on the oscillation just like knocked the wind out of me. And then my uh, basically riser lines got wrapped around my cam hook release assemblies, which is essentially how you would disattach your parachute. And they wrapped around so I couldn't even open them. And then since it was a a windy day, my parachute opened up again on the ground and just started dragging me maybe 100, 200 meters. And dudes had to come over and straight up, like, attack the parachute. Um, And one guy came up to me. Yeah, because I was getting drugged. And you get drugged fast because these parachutes, when they lift, once they inflate again on the ground, you're like, you know, drag racing, literally. Yeah, this guy came over and he's like, hey, dude, are you okay? You like, I thought you died because you hit the ground so hard. And I'm just sitting there like coughing and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. But I, after that, I was like, I need to carry a knife on me because if that shit, I had nothing to cut away the risers off my cam release assemblies. So that was bad jump number one. Bad jump number two was it was my first C-17 jump and I didn't realize that mm. the plane is a lot bigger. So the platform kind of when you open the doors, a platform for your feet actually come out and go past the door. So I didn't realize that that happened because I've been jumping C-130s my entire career so far. And uh, as I jumped out, I didn't account for the distance of the platform. So I literally jumped onto the platform, platform. onto the platform. And my forward momentum, like my heels hit the edge and caused me to start front flipping. So basically, I started front flipping through my risers like two or three times. And then I thought I was going to totally die because, you know, you don't want your feet to go through those things. And for some reason, I did perfect front flips just through my wrap and I had no twist. My parachute opened up perfectly and I'm screaming the entire time. You're supposed to do a six second count. So like 1,000, <laughs> 2,000, 3,000. But my six second count was, ah! <laughs> and it opened up and I'm looking up and I'm seeing everything, you know, the riser is the parachute fully expanded. I got no twist and I'm still looking up screaming like, ah! realize I'm okay. But as I look to my left, I'm literally approaching another jumper's vent. And oh. that's like, yeah, and that's another thing. So I finally pull a slip and I'm like, every, we're yelling at each other. And like, as I'm feet away from this thing, a, a, a gust of wind picks, picks me up and takes me away. And this is all a combat jump too. So I have full equipment on me. And uh, as I'm coming to the ground, I try to lower my equipment. It doesn't go. Jeez. Uh, so <laughs> you're trying to drop your rucksack, right? Yeah, I'm trying to drop my rucksack, and you have this little pull tab between your legs, which uh, basically all your equipment is attached to this like like 15 or 20 foot cord, and it uh, sends the rucksack underneath you, so you don't land on top of it. But I'm pulling, and it's not letting go. So I'm like, I have to ride this thing in, and that's really dangerous because right. the rucksack has a metal frame, and if something happens, it, you know, dudes have snapped their femurs, broken legs all the time by riding gear in. Well, you have to do a PLF, right? You have to do yeah. one. And in order to do that, you have to have your knees together, bent, yeah. and then hit the ground and roll, right? Yeah. I just... But there's a giant rucksack between your legs, yeah. so you can't do that. <laughs> so, so that's how like dudes spread. snap legs. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, somehow, like, I'm like, here we go. Here comes a career-ending injury. And then uh, 
all of a sudden updraft from the ground right before I hit the ground and I and land sat you down. soft. I mm-hmm. literally just sat on my rucksack and I was like, this was the worst jump ever. <laughs> Bro, that sounds gnarly. I saw my dad's friend jump Halo uh, here at the Ogden airport when they were doing like a Green Beret training day. They were yeah. all doing static lines, but then their buddy Kim, small little dude, he jumped out from higher up doing this Halo and they're all watching, watching, watching. We're standing by the picnic tables and then all of a sudden, they all just start running. They just know something. Something's right? going on. Yeah, yeah, so what happened was the wind had picked them up about 40 feet from the ground and just boom, brought them Smacked down. Him. Yeah. Yeah, just dropped them. So they were oh just God. running like right away. But I was just like, that's dad and guys. So <laughs> it's, dudes it, being dudes. Dudes being dudes, you know, going uh, through their qualification course. Uh, you know, you sure you didn't happen in training? You sure this didn't yeah. happen? <laughs> sure it's not attributed to your injuries in the military? You sure about that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Getting dragged six meters. You sure about that? Yeah, you sure about that? You sure, you sure about, about that? that? You sure about that? <laughs> now let's start some controversy. What's the best, the most best regiment in the Ranger Regiment? Which one is the best? The best? Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, the best. The best. Oh, it's really hard to say. Um, the best. It's. It, I guess it depends on what you consider the best. What you, you consider, consider the best. I think the best quality of life is the best, which is 275 for sure, which is my battalion. I, I'm super biased, so that's why I say that. I think if you want to get the most experience, go to another battalion because we are considered the redheaded stepchild of the Ranger Regiment. Because we always deploy in the wintertime. They always give all the good deployments to 375 and 175 because they're closer to the flagpole. But the quality of life at 275 is just amazing because you're in Washington State. You're away from, like, all the big commanders. And, you know, you're just free to kind of do your own thing under your own little 275 nest. And you're surrounded by just beautiful Washington. So that's – I think 275 is the best. Is is that the triangle? Is that the orange diamond logo? Is that right? With the two in it? That is correct. So we were the uh, we're, we were the first battalion to actually use those, and it was during World War II when the boys at two seven five stormed uh, Point Du Hoc, which was like one of the turning points of the war. Like the the ships couldn't even land on Omaha Beach if the Point Du Hoc artillery cannons weren't taken out. So it was one of the most important feats that allowed D Day to actually you know actually Happened. happen. Yeah, so that uh, they wore two diamonds on the back of their helmets to different that uh, differentiate them from other units, and then they also had Fifth Ranger Battalion, who's you know not active anymore, uh, but they were storming the beaches as well. So uh, they had five diamonds on the back of their helmets. But yeah, the two diamond became extremely popular after Point Du Hoc, and yeah, it kind of every battalion got their own diamond. But two seven five knows we're the OGs. You know, I think Max Mullen, a friend of mine, yeah, Mad Max Mullen, yeah, Ranger Mad Hall Max. of Famer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hardcore uh, airsofter. I fought for yeah. him so many times as my company commander. I was his lieutenant. Sure. He's like, yeah. which way are we going to go, Rad? I was like, well, Max, that way? He's like, let's do yeah. it. Let's do <laughs> it. He's like, follow Rad. I'm like, yeah, everybody yeah. follow me. Let's go. Yeah. Boots on the ground, dude. That's awesome. March man. or die. Yeah. <laughs> Funny fact about Max Mullen is uh, I had a family friend growing up that was actually friends with him and before I ever knew anything about Ranger Regiment, he was kind of the first Ranger that I like knew about. Is that right? And then, yeah, come to find out, we were in the same platoon when he, I think he jumped into Grenada or he, he jumped. Yeah. So he was three, uh, three Bravo uh, in 275 and I grew up in three Bravo. So I was like, oh, dude, that's that's awesome. 
Yeah, you know, he uh, he has been on the show, and, uh, you know, I have known him for many years. I've fought for him probably 13 years now. I go yeah. to the Lion Claws events. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The majority of the time, we go storm the old Air Force Base in California in Victorville. Yeah. So we'll take yeah. Fred, yeah. MS, yeah. yeah, MSW, right. Mil- yeah. over there. So we fight there, and we've had, like, you know, Danny McKnight from, you know, also Ranger Hall of Fame, Black Hawk Down. He was Company A nice. commander, and then yeah. Mad Max was Company B commander. So here we are hunting Danny McKnight, yeah. you know, yeah. I was like, what's awesome. up, bro? Let's go. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> what about you, Izzy? What's your favorite? What unit are you from? What group? I mean, from for first group, also out of Fort Lewis, Washington, actually. Yeah. So Cameron and I were on in on the same base, but just at different times. I was there from around 2007 to 2009. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he was there a little bit later. But it's true. Fort Lewis. I mean, Washington State is a beautiful state. And Fort Lewis is a really, really nice post. I guess they call it Joint Base Lewis-McChord now because yeah. they got McChord. They share it with there. the Air Force, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I love First Group. I, I'm, I was a, I'm a big nerd, so I loved anime and, and, and Japanese girls at the time. And so I'm like, yeah. well, I want to go to First Group because I know we have a, a battalion out in Okinawa. Mm-hmm. And had I stayed in any, any longer, that would have been my request is to go mm-hmm. out and spend some time in Okinawa. In that theater, but, uh, huh? That operation. Yeah, see, yeah, that was Philippines and the whole... Southeast yeah. Asia operations with 19th. So you're looking you for, go. put me in Okinawa, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I was some like, oh, tentacles and some, uh, yeah. some yeah. crazy, uh, <laughs> anime going down. and etchy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get a soapy every Saturday. Yeah. Dude, bro. They got so much airsoft in Japan. Yeah. It's, it's nuts. They're big in the, the yeah. Yeah. They're the godfathers of that whole sport, really. Cause yeah. they couldn't Tokyo have real Murray. guns. Yeah. yeah. Tokyo Murari came from to- Japan. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. When they go, when they go, they go hard in Japan. They go, they go hard. They go on dates. They'll go on one floor to a date, and then on the next floor up in the same building is an airsoft arena that they shoot at with their dates and stuff. It's like, wow, yeah, you know, nice. I've got a kill cool. house here in Utah where we can all get together, but it's not quite like dinner and a drink. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like this is like you're sweating to the oldies in there and hunting each other and. Yeah, that's a great bonding experience, man. It is. It is. It's a good, healthy experience, like I said, and it's very pop culture. Now, with that said, and. Thanks for telling us a little bit about some some traumatizing experience jumping out of airplanes. Life is trauma. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. 
How could the most powerful man in media just vanish from public life? My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'm a reporter who's covered politics for years, and in this podcast, I'm going to travel far and wide searching for the reclusive Matt Drudge, the founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who've worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. I'll also be chasing down tips from you, the listener, through a special hotline. So if you know where Drudge is right now or have a great Drudge story that might help us better understand the mysterious media mogul, please give us a call at 301-200-2414. Hopefully by the time this show ends, the man who knows Drudge best, Matt Drudge himself, will break his silence and sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What do you consider pop culture for your field manual? Izzy, let's start with you. I mean, uh, you know, culture is the, the sum total of what, you know, what any society produces and pop culture is what's most in people's minds, right? What's the most popular. And so <laughs> with the podcast, we try to, we try to get a little bit of everything. We try to get a little bit of each of the categories, whether it's, uh, you know, gangster movies or sci-fi films or fantasy monster movies, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, pop culture is, uh, it's very important. I think, you know, I heard somebody say one time politics runs downstream of culture. And so the, what the culture produces, what is popular, what is most on people's minds is what's influencing people in their mindsets, in their views, uh, you know, in their principles and stuff. And so I, I've become more focused on that and more interested in what culture is and how to create it and what kind of stories to tell as I've gotten older. I think we run on stories, man. I heard somebody say once that the most powerful person in society is the storyteller. And so I'm very interested in stories and the kinds of stories that we tell, because this is, this, it's how our culture identifies itself. It's what we tell ourselves we are. And so all the stuff that we talk about on the podcast, in addition to all the things that you might do in like Airsoft or Milsim, I think all that stuff's crucial. It's so important because it can teach us, you know, good principles and life lessons and all that kind of stuff. So I'm happy. I feel very privileged, if you will, to be with Cameron, to have met Cameron because we have a good rapport and we're really good friends and I love doing the podcast. So to be able to have just like a little corner of the internet to kind of have my voice right. and say what I want to say and uh, rant and rave about what a horrible movie The Last Jedi is, uh, you know, I feel it feels good, man. It feels good. Yeah. Is that the same? You got the same? What's what about you? What about you, Cameron? What do you well, think? I'll give you a less articulated and intelligent answer. No, that was, yeah, that was you, amazing. Yeah. It was good. No, I get yeah. you. Yeah, I got that's my old coming too. through. That's yeah, the old right? man coming yeah. through. Yeah, big words and well thought out. Good yeah. job, buddy. Well, for me, you know, like we said earlier in the show, you know, there is something out there that whether you're different sides of the political spectrum or you have different beliefs, different religions, moral values, there is something that you share with another person, even on the other side, that can connect you. And, you know, when you're, like you said, when you're trying to have a dialogue going back and forth, I think the first thing in order to make that happen is to find common ground, something that, you know, makes you feel human to each other. Because a lot of times you get so caught up in, you know, thinking this is the enemy or that someone that doesn't think the same way as I uh, you know, they're wrong and they're different. So one thing that I think almost everybody has done or seen is cinema, movies, you know? Yeah. And plus, it's super easy when, you know, Izzy and I, we've both deployed and we both know how important 
movies, films, TV shows, are video games even, are to deployed soldiers because what else do you do when you're not working, when you're not lifting, when you're not eating? The only thing you do is sit and game and watch with your brothers. So that was something, you know, that uh, I experienced, that's something he experienced, and then that we came together and realized, oh my God, yeah, this is something we've both done. It's something, an experience we both shared. So let's start a podcast and see if we can have that same connection with the listener. And so far, it seemed to work. So, right. uh, and Shift Fire is the original thing you guys did together, right? Uh, Shift yeah, Fire right. and the PCFM podcast, were they birthed kind of in the same time area, Izzy, would yeah, you I say? Yeah, I think the podcast came, at first it was Gameology, Spec Ops React. Shortly yeah. after that was the podcast. podcast. Not long after that was Shift Fire. That, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And Shift, you know, the podcast has always been a little bit more important to Izzy and I just because it's been our own. When we've worked on Shift Fire, even though, you know, it uh, was us in front of the camera, it wasn't necessarily owned by us we partnered with a production company that you know owned the same channel as gameology so even though it was an amazing relationship and uh and we learned a lot about how to produce our own content which obviously helps for our podcast and any future endeavors we might have yeah it didn't own us so you know even though it was like our representation our face we definitely put a lot of effort into it but i don't think we had like the emotional connection that we do to this podcast because this is like our baby you know we built this so, and you're yeah, in charge of this. This is you. Uh, you know, you get to say what goes between the two of you 100%. You know, you're doing yeah. the programming. Yeah. Yeah. Big shout out to Chris, too. Yeah. He's, our, he's Chris. our unsung hero, magic voice Chris. He comes on to the podcast sometimes, but he's the one who produces it for the most part, puts it up, gets it distributed, you know. All yeah. That kind of oh, stuff yeah. That's like my that. Anton. What's up, Anton? Yeah. I know you're going to listen to this, bro. I know you are. <laughs> you're great, dude. <laughs> it's yeah. true. It's true. There's There's people behind the scenes that... You know, it may seem like I'm just in my in, in this nice, beautiful set here. Yeah, that's that hell has, of a chimney. Hell of a thank chimney. Thank you. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's great. It you is. The and funny, the snowboards you got again, these bro. Snowboards, yeah, yeah, man. snowboards. Yeah. <laughs> and you're repping the the green beret. I love that, man. I respect yeah. that. That's yeah, awesome. dad, dad, and yeah. mom. And I got his uh, tie jump wings up there too, which oh, have like nice. the little elephant on it. And then that's he, awesome. Cam, you got some jump. Yeah, I got jumped some out of jump. jumped out of the hot air balloon. Yeah. Oh, no kidding? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I so always he, wanted to do that. He told me that was the most surreal experience because he said, son, I just hooked up and just stepped off. And it That's was it. just silence. There was yeah, no silence. nothing. It's just. And I was like, mm, OK, yeah. dad, can I go in your rucksack? <laughs> yeah. Can I play? Can I play with your toys? <laughs> yeah, he would take baseballs to like different wherever. And then he'd bring them back all signed and dated. Like this is from the Florida swamp jump. We all oh, got stuck in the man. mud, and it's like I still have all those shellac-looking baseballs. That's but, awesome. Yeah, because I couldn't awesome. get in the rucksack. I'd be like, can I fit? <laughs> oh, you legit wanted to go Legit, in the dude. Yeah, oh. could you imagine? You know, later in life, as he's yeah. getting ready to it's pass on. Smart, yeah. It's he's like, you know, he's like, I'm so bring. sorry I introduced you all this stuff at a young age. I said, why, Dad? I love it. He's like, that's why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, dang it, dude. <laughs> My dad was very Mormon, too. So I grew up very Mormon, very Green Beret, not repping Green Beret. He didn't really walk around saying he was that. He was dad. Silent professional. 100%. I'm way more boisterous about it than my father ever was, you know? So it's like, and more proud proud of it. it. 100%. Affirmatively. That's cool. That's interesting. <laughs> that, yeah, like neither Cameron or myself, Cameron, you correct me if I'm wrong, but neither of us came from like a really military heavy family. Yeah. 
Like I, I, I had some cousins that had maybe done one or two years in the army Marines, but I was the only one in my immediate family that, that, that went in and it was kind of a, kind of a whim for me, you know, uh, are both your like, parents together still? Were they at the time? No, no. My parents divorced when I was like very young, like five yeah. or six years old. So that's the kind of tumultuous background that I came mm-hmm. from. And I noticed that, you know, um, what about you? You mind if I ask Cameron, did you sure, were your parents man. together at the same time when you enlisted? Was it no. a tough upbringing for you? Yeah, no, I, you know, obviously everybody has their challenges growing up. Right. I considered, I considered my childhood, you know, fairly, fairly normal, you know, I, uh, but I never had aspirations to like go to school or anything like it ever since I was like 11 or 12 years old, the military has been my path. And then, uh, basically, you know, my parents were not together. They got divorced when I was in middle school. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ever since that, that's kind of like when I wanted to join the military, I don't know what really ingrained that I just had this amazing fascination and appreciation for service members but you know i had no i had no aspirations to go like special operations i didn't even know that was a thing you could do after basic training i thought that was like you you do your time you know you do your time and then you get seasoned and experienced and then you go i had no idea you can get a ranger contract so when they offered it to me i was like what in the hell is going on and i was like oh okay <laughs> you see you see something that i noticed and i'm just gonna pull up my dad's creds as well sure again, adopted you know yeah at- 12 adopted wow. at 12 so living wow in back in the day in wisconsin bar to bar yeah. wherever passed yeah, around you, until he was 12 that's like you have experience and memories and thought processes oh yeah 100 yeah. and so so these young kids go through these traumatic experiences to grow up very quickly okay yes. and that is kind of like now all of a sudden drill sergeant is more father than father ever could be because yeah you know they're actually paying attention to you why'd you shut your boots so well yeah. did i did I do it well? I'm gonna do it better for you now. You think I did that well? You're like, Validation. yes. Validation. Positive affirmation, man. Yes. Yeah. yes. Tell me I'm think, good. Tell me I'm great. Tell me I'm oh. good. So a lot of the folks that come on who have gone through a lot of the rigors and the and the situations you guys have endured have come from a challenging background. And I only pull that out because my listener out there might be coming from a struggling background as well. Sure. You know? Yeah. I think the you know, the military is an amazing opportunity, right? Yes. Because it's not, I'm, I'm not going to say it's not, an, it's not, it's absolutely not an equal employer, like an equal opportunity oh, yeah. employer. And not absolutely. everybody in the military is a good person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, get yeah. that. No, no. Oh, no. NCIS I, I is think, created yeah. for a reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm saying like, and not everyone can join the military, but I wish they could because mm-hmm. the structure and the discipline and the lessons that I learned in the military made me the man I am today, right? And then also the benefits that come with it from the service that you've given to your nation. Obviously, it's uh, not always been like that, but I think we finally got it right to an extent, of course. But uh, yeah, I looking at the person I was before the military and the person I am after, night and day, I wouldn't even recognize myself on the street. And if I did, I'd probably kick my ass because I was a little shit. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Sounds like David Goggins is coming out of you. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Yeah. Listen oh. to me. Get off the couch, bro. You really running right now on your podcast? Yeah, yeah. running. Yeah, get up. Yeah. Who's going no, to him? I've been boxing every day straight, you know, trying to show up and be in the gym. And so every morning it's like, you know, without without fail. And my, I'm looking at my coaches today and they're like, you're here more than we are. And I'm like, I'm not trying to play a trick on you i swear to god is this cool is it is it okay that i'm here every day in the gym punching this bag and listening to what you're telling me to do so yeah. i can you know take care of myself and heart wise health wise yeah. boxing wise you know yeah it's a stay skill consistent yeah stay consi- consistency is a skill it is, it is. absolutely it is. But it can so, be trained 
they're like, oh, dang, I think he's taking advantage of the unlimited classes. Yeah. <laughs> you are, and that's a I good am. thing. And that's yeah. their fault. I've seen real genius. <laughs> I know how Laszlo works, okay? <laughs> I won 78% of the Frito-Lay competition, bro. Okay? That's and amazing. The, what a deep cut. I love it, man. Val Kilmer, I yeah. love that, man. What a that's great awesome. movie, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. It's under yeah. H for toy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a niche quote. Hell, yeah. No, it's great, man. I, I would say I would add to what Cameron is saying is the, the, the military. It's the gift that keeps on giving if you let it. You know, I have yeah. learned I've been out for 13 years at this point, and I still learn lessons from my time in the military. Mm-hmm. I have the same memories. But as I grow and I change and I develop, I think about my military time and I learn different lessons from it. And then lessons that I learned come back every once in a while and they reiterate themselves and they, they show themselves to be true. And so it's, it's good, man. It's good. If you, if you want some structure, if you want some guidance, if you want some challenge in your life and you want to be a part of something greater than yourself, the military can provide all those things. It's not a, it's not a guarantee. Yeah. 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 There's no guarantees in the military because I know people that went in and they came out and they did not benefit from their time in the military Mm -hmm. uh, and they're resentful and, and yeah, bitter, uh, but it can, it can benefit yeah. you greatly. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have a full Green Beret experience in the military and I had to do things that I didn't want to do because people told me to do it because they didn't like yeah. me. But yeah. at the end of the day, I got a VA home loan. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you that go. 10% off at Lowe's. There you <laughs> yeah, go. If my recruiter told me that, you know, that you're going to get a discount at dispensaries. At, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> look, look, you're not going to smoke when you're in, I promise. Okay. But when you yeah. get out, you're probably going to look <laughs> into might. it. There's you a discount for you. Caught. There's a discount. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Military, 15% off, bro. Yeah, you know, yeah. so one day a, one day a year, go to Applebee's, get a free meal. It's See? Awesome. That's right, man. Free so scoop of ice right? cream yeah. at uh, Baskin hunt, Robbins. Yeah, they say hunt the good stuff. Hunt the good stuff. Wheeling yeah. my dad around the VA though, wearing a full uh VA hospital outfit, two piece with a yeah. barcode that says yeah. property of US government. Yeah. I was like, yo, dad, I thought you retired. Yeah. <laughs> he looked at yeah. me. He's like, yeah, about that. You know, it's <laughs> yeah, like a barcode so you can be scanned. It says property U.S. government. You're not out. Yeah. No, 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 no. VA. Good old VA. No. Good old VA. <laughs> Let's talk yeah. about that in pop culture. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into 150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. 
How could the most powerful man in media just vanish from public life? My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'm a reporter who's covered politics for years, and in this podcast, I'm going to travel far and wide searching for the reclusive Matt Drudge, the founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who've worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. I'll also be chasing down tips from you, the listener, through a special hotline. So if you know where Drudge is right now or have a great Drudge story that might help us better understand the mysterious media mogul, please give us a call at 301-200-2414. Hopefully by the time this show ends, the man who knows Drudge best, Matt Drudge himself, will break his silence and sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let me ask you yeah. something. What was your uh, specialty? Like 18 Echo, 18 Charlie, Bravo. What'd yep. you do? Correct. 18 Echo, communication oh. sergeant. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I, I got to admit, man, at the time, I had a plan to be in for a couple of years to do some stuff and then to get out because I wanted to be a famous actor out here in Los Angeles. Still can. Yeah, yeah. You never know. No, I don't. I do know. Uh huh. Yeah. Thanks. No, man. I got an IMDb, bro. I'm working on it. Go there for it. Go. There you go. There you go, man. Dude. Yeah. Oh. I but, believe uh, in you. Thanks, man. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. I need all the encouragement I can get. You I should. came from a broken home. so. Uh, yeah. Well, hey, look what you did, though. You patched <laughs> yeah, it up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you probably so take, care, me, like, you probably take be care of your current home. My <laughs> yeah. dad was always there for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, that's mm-hmm. what happens. He's like, I'm going to be there for my kids. My Someone wasn't there for him. There you go, man. Yeah. See, yeah, so yeah, I got can, that. You can turn it around. In a generation, you can turn it around. That's right. That's something that I think... Everyone listening to this should keep in mind, man. Whatever yeah. you, wherever past you came from, that's right. You, you can turn it around, you know. That's so, right. Uh, You're never yeah, never too old either. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. Never too old to start over again, like I am, you know. Now, eighteen uh, Echo is a communications master. Well, I mean, I hope so. I was, I was the junior on my team, so I give that credit to Mike St. Clair. He was my senior, and he knew everything, and I learned a lot from him. But yeah, commu- all things communication, whether it's computers or sat phones or you know the radios inside the Humvees. That's your job. And if comms goes down, that's your fault. And if they work yeah. great, nobody cares. Did you ever carry a pigeon cares. around in your pocket just in case? A pigeon? Yeah. To a send it off. Oh, the, the, the carrier pigeon. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, I had a lighter with some Tinder so I could do smoke signals. Yeah, exactly, dude. Give him a pigeon patch. Make yeah. that happen. You Here you go, yeah. 18 Echo. I tell you what, man. That's uh, my mom. My mom took care of the carrier pigeons for my stepdad for a long time, and they say that China's got a million carrier pigeons, man. So they're ready. If uh, bro, did they not use them in all of like Game of Thrones? Is it not a real thing? Oh yeah, the ravens and everything. So it's so reliable. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. You know. Oh, this message is from six months ago. It says. We're I'm under attack. Stay in my castle. <laughs> yeah. We're under That's attack. It. Send help quick. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you up? Question mark. Yeah, you up? Yeah. <laughs> Did I just slide in? Do you do yeah. that? <laughs> Pigeon hold that, bro. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, how, you guys seeing uh, good success on your podcast? People coming in and listening? Yeah, man. Yeah. It's been fun. We have a good, dedicated base, I would say, of, of people that really they love hanging out with us. Uh, they like what we do. Now it's just a, I mean, I think it's just a matter of like getting the word out, I guess you could say maybe marketing ourselves a little bit. Cause yeah. I like what the podcast is and I'm all, we're always looking for ideas on how to add value to what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause it's a good time and we got some good people listening with good, 
like you say, man, the the, the community, the fans, whoever that's supports the that's what matters, man. They really do. It sounds so cliche when you say you hear some celebrity be like, it's all about the fans, man. It's all about you guys. It really is because <laughs> they are the reason why we can continue to uh, do what we do. And then uh, they're the the support structure. If you want to try new things, they're with you. They're like, yeah, I love what you, I, we love you guys. We love what you do. Let's try this new thing. That's so right. it's I appreciate it very much. So. So, yeah, whatever we could do to get the word out, man. And by the way, yeah. thank you for having us on the show. Yeah, so. absolutely. It's been a pleasure, man. Well, it just shows I love having this type of a conversation because a it shows that you can go in the military have an experience in the military, grow from those things, get out of the military. That's who you were. This is who you are. A lot of folks forget that's who you are today versus who you were then. Yeah. You may have past, yeah. been a sniper, but that's it's not today. Today you're like driving the school bus. You know, yeah, it's man. like, I mean, I'm just saying like the op- opposite spectrums. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. No, to appreciate your experiences and, you know, learn from them and understand that's, right. that's where you came from, but to not fully encompass your life and who you were but you know who are you today you that's know right. how how do you take those lessons you learned back then from being you know that i think that's a that's a big problem like i've had friends you know and seen it firsthand you know being in ranger regiment being told you're the best of the best and getting out and driving a truck for amazon and like breaking down because you've been told you're the best of all kind and now you're you know back to the bottom and you're like well i don't deserve this and it's just like i'm the okay, best dude. of the best yeah yeah yeah, but if you can take, you know, those lessons that you learned and, you know, the one thing I learned is be the best at everything you do, regardless if you hate it or not. So even if I worked at Burger King, I would be the best burger flipper you ever fucking seen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, working your way through and taking those challenges. And I think it's all about mindset. But, uh, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Just not living in the past about who you were. Like you're somebody today and you're somebody with just a little bit more, you know, experience from those experiences you've had. So take them and use them to your advantage. Yeah, that's great, Cameron. I try to, you know, I, I had a little bit of imposter syndrome when we kind of started first doing the gameology stuff oh, yeah. and the shift fire stuff because I was out for so long. I thought to myself, what do I have to offer? I don't know anything anymore. I can't tell you the designation of that weapon. I don't remember what the field manual is for this mm-hmm. regulation. And Cameron has been such a helpful bulwark of strength when it comes to that kind of knowledge. But I had to ask myself, like, what what do I have to offer? And what I can do is each day I can honor what I was, I can remember what I was, and I can use the principles and take the same spirit of the Green Beret, of Special Forces, mm-hmm. into everything that I do, whether it's just a simple podcast or whether it's a live stream or or just an inter- a daily interaction with somebody that I don't even know. I can still take the spirit of the Green Beret and that esprit de corps and that those honors. I can take the leadership, loyalty, duty, respect, selfless service, honor, integrity, and personal courage. Those are good things that you can take into anything. Even though I'm not wearing a uniform anymore, I can still act like a soldier. I can still, in whatever I'm doing. You know, you're, you say such nice things so yeah. well. <laughs> he's such an articulate. He's a gentleman. Yeah. Let me flatter you a little bit, okay? Because, you know, there's the, the uniform can be worn or you can wear the uniform. So I think that you are that esprit. I think that you are that SF culture already that they pulled out of you. They're just like, let's just hone in on these skill sets that you have, right? And same with you. You guys are already badass and the best. It just happens to be you went through the SF training and you went through the Ranger Regiment training, but it's already in you. You are those things. So when you get out, you're still those things. 
appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. I love yeah, that I, saying. Thank you for saying that, my friend. You, man, but you yeah. know that, you know, that old saying, this, it, you see it on a bumper sticker sometime and it has to do with devil dogs. It's like not as lean, not as mean, but still a Marine. I love those. <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, yeah, you know, you're still an example of where you came mm-hmm. from. And it's like, you, you can never take that away from you. No. Um, so yeah. Cause you had what, it when you went in and you yeah. have it when you get out. Yeah. That's what and I'm and it's at. also a curse. Yeah. It's also, I think it's also a little bit of a curse. Cause like wherever I go now, like when I went to college after I'm sure I got that's what out, your ancestors said is they kicked ass to get you here. Yeah. It's a curse. <laughs> yeah. It's a curse. Kicked ass yeah. To get, yeah. It was a curse. Cause yeah. now wherever you go, the title Green Beret, the title of Army Ranger sits on your shoulders and that's you are right. still, you were still a representation. You were still an example to sit. Like you're going to be a yeah. ranger for life. Forever. So like if you slack, if you slack off and you're one of those guys that's like, yeah, I was a ranger. And then, you know, you're slacking off or being lazy or doing the wrong thing. It makes, the, it makes everybody else look bad. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's a curse. Man. It's a blessing and a curse. Cause I had that in school. Cause I hate school. But when I went to college, they're like, what did you do? I was like, oh, I was in the military. And obviously, you know, civilians, they dig. They're like, oh, what'd you do in the military? I was like, oh, I was a ranger. So my entire four years in college, they're like, that guy's a ranger. So I had to get honor graduate. Right. Yeah. I had to right. go on the dean's list. I had right. to, And that's what I did. I got, you know, cum laude at a school that I didn't even want to go to. <laughs> <Right. was> like, <laughs> but you yeah. did it, bro, because that's yeah. you. It's you. It's yeah. you. And that's why you're doing this. And that's why we're exactly. crossing paths. And here you are, you know, because just you're just being yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's the plan. And all you do. You're just real. Yeah. And that's what I get from Izzy. And that's what I get from you is just, and that's what you said to me. You're like, bro, you've already figured yourself out. The moment you looked at me, and I'm yes, like, yep. I pretty much have, dude. I, I, yeah. I just walk around. If, if we're all created in a religion of gods looking like gods, then we're all gods walking around with gods. So no one's above me and no one's below me. We're yeah. all together at the same level. So, mm-hmm. you know, I just yeah. see three other, two other gods in front of me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, thanks, That's it, dude. And you know, one thing my I would say, would call me one of them. Yeah, yeah <laughs> make her right. call you. Yeah. Make, give her reasons. Yeah. Give her yes. reasons. Worship <laughs> me. Come on, Ranger. What are you doing? Huh? All the way. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> yeah, in everything. Yep. Yeah, in everything. <laughs> yes. Well, and I would say that you, you know, I think you get on something about the, uh, uh, you know, uh, be made in God's image, right? Yes. Uh, talks about that in Scripture. You know, so that means, like you say, we're all of equal value. What we have in being uh, military men or coming from military backgrounds, that is an amazing thing. It's it's something that we can carry with us, something that we will always be a part of. If you never served, right? I hear a lot of people saying like, oh man, I wish I never did serve. I couldn't medical. I had a mental thing or whatever. What you're saying is still true. That stuff is still in there. It was mm-hmm. just the crucible of the military that brought it out of us. You can find that thing that brings it out of you. And if you if you don't have an organization, you can go out and find airsoft. people you can find <laughs> airsoft yeah exactly man I'm I'm telling you, there so exists. many captain americas yeah. is he so many kids there you go who could never join because of asthma or their parents let's let's point this out before we wrap this up some yeah. some of my friends have been put on adderall yeah. under the age of 18 knowing they're playing airsoft so hardcore the parents are like oh shit i think they might want to join yeah and so they're like oh get them in get them prescribed mm-hmm. adderall and then yeah. now all of a sudden he's like, oh, I can't join the Navy. My parents, I'm on Adderall. Yeah. Well, and- I'll tell you real quick. If you're one of those people, when you go to MEPS, lie. <laughs> <laughs> it worked in World War II. World oh, War no, I. It, it still works today, man. People <laughs> squeeze through the cracks all the time. No, that's definitely an issue. I've gotten a lot of messages about like, well, my parents won't allow me to join. Like, 
Well, they'll go uh, even one step further and like just kind of yeah, like get a prescription. Kinda, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like that's, that's what I. The military is very hard organization to join. It's like like I said, it is not an equal opportunity employer. You give uh, a healthy like, body to somebody to the military. Yeah. You're you're fully checked up. You're fully bent over, spread. You go in. Baseball player was me. You yeah. Go in. You know, you guys had your own. You know, athleticisms going in. And then you get out and something's like, oh, man, I don't know. Yeah, my knees hurt. You sure about that? Yeah, yeah, you do give a lot, man. You do give a lot. That's you don't you don't you're not the same after military service. You do sacrifice and you will continue to pay. Some of us will continue to pay for the rest of our lives because of our military service. There is a price to pay. But for me, I would say it's worth it. It's worth what you pay, even in the political kind of the current cultural political climate mm-hmm. these days mm-hmm. that you know the leadership and stuff right now i i don't know that i would necessarily agree with everything that they're saying even this even then the spirit of the military still survives the spirit of the history and what where we came from and the ideas the ideals of a soldier are still alive they they just may not be completely lived out because leadership and politics and cultural trends and all that kind of stuff but the things that are true are still true you know and so if you still have that idea that you want to join the military I still say it's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. I still I'm I, I'm not paid by the guard or any army or marines. They don't give me the money for like sponsorship and I don't want it, right? It's like I want them want you my listener to join if they want to join. Yeah. And if it's an organic conversation where it's like there's the National Guard you can go start out at the state level. There's special forces and national guard. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was there's guard. Yeah. 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 Right. You can go guard and you can just talk to your local national guard recruiter. You could work a week in a month, two weeks a year. You can go ranger active duty. There's things that are available or even, excuse me, green beret active duty. Uh, that's why my dad worked it. He was still guard, but he was like active. Yeah, 19th group, 1920th. Yeah, it's great. Best kept secret in the military, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's 19th true, and 20th group. Yeah. 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 You know, so it's like you, I'm just saying, if you're out there and you're thinking you want to give it a go, go talk to somebody and see if a career in the military is for you. That's the best way to do it because it is a career. It is a choice. You're going to be in for six to eight IRR, inactive ready reserves yeah, afterwards. Right, right. Even so, afterwards. I mean, you know, I didn't have like, you know, the special forces experience, but I had a fun time and I had a, I saluted people I didn't have to like. I had a salute. Yeah. <laughs> I just had a salute, dude. Okay. Yeah. And my so dad told me that. He's like, you're going to salute people you like and you're going to salute people you don't like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's everywhere in life. You're gonna, that's right. Yeah, whether you're in the workforce, military, it's just things are the same. Yeah, that's right. Like, yeah, like but, Dick Winter said, man, you salute the unif- you salute the rank, not the man. That's you know? right. So yeah. it's, you're going to work with people out in the real world that you do not like, that you don't get along with, but you have to salute. You, you oh, have, yeah, you can you can still make it work. Yeah, yeah, one time my dad was pissed. He's like, "Sir, may I call you an asshole, sir?" He's like, "You may not." And he's like, "Then I will not call you an asshole, sir." <laughs> that was his <laughs> major. I remember that story. Yeah. So I pissed that, him off. Man. And yeah, I remember my dad was pro chill. He's real chill all the time, you know. And I think I heard him say the F word two times. And wow. one was he was yelling in the armory at somebody. And he's like, Rah! and I was like, oh, dad's mad. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I thought. Okay. Bad day for whoever that was. And then one time my friend was wearing a circle jerks jacket and we were punk rock in ninth grade. And sure, we were walking punk. from the school. My dad drove by. He's like, you guys want to ride? We're like, yeah, dad, let's get in. So me and Dan got in. He's a professional drummer in a band right now, my buddy Dan. And uh, he's wearing the circle jerks jacket. My dad's like, so. Circle jerks, huh? And he's driving our Lincoln. We're in the backseat. He's like, you guys know what that means, right? And we're like looking at each other like, no, it's a band. He's like, means a bunch of dudes standing in a circle buttons on each other. And I was like, oh, yeah. dad just said, <laughs> did dad just say yeah, that? Yeah. Did dad, yeah. I didn't even want to say the whole word. Did dad just say that? And I looked at Dan and Dan looked at me. We're like, 
Your no. dad just said that to us, dude. Yeah. He never wore that leather jacket after that. Yeah, he's probably, <laughs> he's probably like, uh, I'm, the, I'm in the punk community, not the like, How does dad know community. that? This is 1991, right? Like, yeah. He, he, he knew how to use it like that language. He knew how to use it like a sword, like a very Dude, precise Dude, he did, and it scalpel, drilled a hole know? right into me and Dan. Sure. And Dan, again, is a professional drummer in the used, yeah. and he's rocking and rolling all over the place. So yeah. we were in band class together. I got to give him a shout-out. So that's yeah, give him a shout-out. <laughs> shout-out, Dan. Well, listen, I've had a total fun time talking about pop culture in the film manual, the military, having Izzy and Cameron on, you know, talking about your airborne stories. Uh, being a part of the soft rep family now you you are a part of that i appreciate you guys coming thank on you. and and, and i'd you. love to have you back on and talking more as your pop culture phenomenon takes off and you guys start doing more and more just hit me up and i'll get you on the show and we'll All just right, go back man. and forth about war stories and uh, how to be civil to one another in conversations in society sure man. That, man Rad, thank you so much for having us man yeah, hey, absolutely. It's been a pleasure, and it was so much fun talking with you, man. I'm glad you guys reached out. And again, if my listener out there wants to reach out and has a story and wants to talk about what's on your mind, hit me up. I'll reply, and uh, we'll get you programmed onto the show. Until then, this is Rad saying check out the merch store. Thanks to Brandon Webb. And don't forget our book club slash book club. That's what's up. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, on behalf of my guests, I want to say thanks again and peace. You've been listening to Soft Rep Radio. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man. He's called Mal Evans. He was on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, Will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper. Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.